Welcome to KFAB, the podcast. It's a show about wrestling and fashion, but mostly fashion. I'm Sarah. I'm Christina. And I'm Katie. That was very nice. I like injecting some energy into the Yeah, I just had show. to like bring it up high. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just had a conversation about not breathing directly into the mic. Yeah. So I feel like you just did that, but I in did. a fun way. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a woo girl. You're a woo girl. Uh, who is in this gift that we're looking at? I genuinely don't know. I truly don't know. That's, what's his name? Do you know, Mike? Who is it? Seamus. Oh, oh okay. no. I didn't recognize him without the, the mohawk. Yeah. yeah. But I should have recognized the red hair. There are very or few. Or the paleness. I forgot yes. what the keyword was that I looked uh, I just looked like WWE wrestling and probably like shock or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I wasn't sure. Yes. I don't remember what it was, but that was what it was. Oh. Oh my God. What? Wow. Wow. This is, Mike has put a treat on the next slide for us. It's some fan art of boys kissing. Oh, okay, so centric. Oh, oh yeah, how do you say that word? Yowie. Yowie, 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 which is a, a, I don't know about this. What's Yowie? It's a thing in in anime, yes. Is it Slash other types of art. Is it deviant art type shit where it's like, they're just drawing like couples they want to see? There's, I would assume there's a lot of like Twilight Yaoi. Yeah, this is like fanfic, mm-hmm. but for like visuals. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, they're awesome. <laughs> who are these? Who are okay, so, we so got obviously Ke- Kevin, Kevin yeah. Owens. Mm-hmm. Who is, Maybe explain what you're looking at. Okay, oh, well, yes. look, I was going to. I was going to start explaining that. So the first picture is an illustration of Kevin Owens kissing. Who is he kissing? Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane. Okay. Okay. And their hearts above their heads. And it's very passionate. They're it's, like gripping each other's necks. I think the shading is really beautiful. I'm very on into it. I will yeah. say Kevin Owens' arms don't look like that. No, but sure. No, it's like a little, <laughs> a little bit of a sack of chicken's arms. It's a yeah. little bit Popeye uh-huh. in he's this. Got a, he's got more fading than he does in real life in o- his hair. Also, too. proportionally, his arm wouldn't be that long. It's like kind of fucked up. The rest <laughs> of it looks good. And then we have uh, the next one is Royal Rumble. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's Kane. <laughs> yep. Governor Kane or Mayor Kane, right? It's, yeah. yeah. And then, Daniel is that Bryan. Daniel Bryan? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, and then Bree. Bree is catching yep. Daniel Bryan. And what does it say? Leaping up and straddling him. And he's saying, I, I can explain. And Bree is going, hmm. <gasps> oh, that's good. <laughs> I really like that And then beneath that is Roman Reigns. Uh-huh. Yes. And who that? He covered him last week for an hour. Dean Ambrose. Dude, um, all of these dudes that have beards look almost identical. They like do. in their yeah. personification here. It's also it's it's well now we know we can say it's Shield era Dean Ambrose because uh-huh. he's wearing his little his little yes. vest. That's true, we can say his that. Security gym guard look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God bless. So last episode, uh we had a ton of fun talking about the Shield and Dean Ambrose with Dave Schilling. So yeah. if you haven't listened to that yet, go back and check it out and you'll hear a larger discussion about these vests. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, we have some wrestling news. Uh, The independent wrestling show All In happened in Chicago, and producer Mike went. Um, And apparently the only thing that happened that would be of interest to us would be Joey Ryan recreating The Undertaker's entrance with inflatable penises, Uh, which is true. We did fucking love it. It was insane. Peepaw dirt. Peepaw dirt. (laughs) Peepaw pert. (laughs) Oh, fine. Uh, People dirt um, is the is what we call the Undertaker. Um, so anything with the Undertaker, we're very entertained. But if there are you know inflatable penises, bring it on. 
Yeah, and it was a whole like long running mm-hmm. thing about one wrestler literally killing another wrestler with uh, a phone, with a landline phone, <laughs> which was somehow the funniest part to me. But I will say, I, I appreciated this not so much for the inflatable penises, which are you know, it's just a thing. Uh-huh. But I liked when when the the guy came back from the dead. We have a gif here of his entrance. Mm-hmm. He came back. What's his name? I Joey forget. Ryan. Joey Ryan. He has uh, a, a baby pink leather jacket on, which is fantastic. And he came out and I immediately said, oh, is his character like a 70s porn star? Yeah. And, it, and he, yes, that's what he is inspired by. He does a lot of penis-centric moves. Oh, and my I, gosh. I, think it I need all, to see this guy. You, you got to watch it. He fights people with his, with his dick. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely going to We were in a... a episode on him we were in a cabin in the woods sarah and i and her husband (laughs) there and another person it wasn't just me and her her (laughs) we were in a cabin and her husband was watching it and was like hey you guys gotta see this and we watched joey when joey ryan comes back to life the reason you know he's coming back is because he gets a boner yeah they do a a close-up i just screamed i love it i think it's so funny this is why i'm on board this is so (coughs) this just feels like watching sketch shows in chicago like five years ago it's so funny Mm -hmm. and you got the gif of the other guy whose name i also already just forgot hangman page hangman page Uh, he's like a a western he comes out with a noose um oh god but perhaps there's a double entendre there what is about it? his penis? They had a a, a dick centric fight over whose dick was bigger, <laughs> and that's why, yeah, that's why he killed him. He killed him. And this is why producer Mike flew to Chicago. Yes, yeah. So producer Mike, you have ten. So sometimes we let producer Mike talk for about ten seconds, and then I hit a sound machine, which I now keep with all our podcasting equipment, so oh, it will never be forgotten again. Nice. Uh, so Mike, can you tell us what happened at All In within ten seconds? Yeah, uh, it was a really iconic wrestling show, and I mean, there was just a really good vibe there. Of um, there's a lot of people from all over the country who were like, "Oh, I've really loved this for a very long time." It's- Wow, you really didn't even say anything, it did, did you? It did seem cool. <laughs> I also liked that Stephen Amell from Arrow was there, the Green Arrow oh, nice. from the CW, um, who, as everyone pointed as a out, fan? no, as a wrestler, he's Whoa. friends with some of these guys. Like some of huh. these wrestlers have been performers in Arrow because they can do stunts. And oh, Stephen Amell no. has also done like American Ninja Warrior. Like he's very super ripped, mm. and he sometimes does wrestling matches. But he's not. God bless him. No endurance. His body is built for looks, not necessarily endurance. He got real tired real fast, but he also got like slammed through a table. Vanity muscles. Yeah, but they are very good vanity muscles. There's so much of Arrow. Just a shout out to Arrow real quick. They have this thing in his like bat cave, his Arrow cave, that's like a fish ladder thing where you hop up and you like hop up with the bars. They just have him do that all the time. Wow. CW knows what their audience wants. Yeah. I mean, I know it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's great. Well, I'm so glad you went to that, Mike. It sounded, it genuinely sounded fun. I know my husband really loved watching it. Yeah, Um, it really did look very fun. And also, if you want to go over to our Twitter page at KFab Podcast, we, Katie, I think, retweeted Mike's live tweeting of the event, and it made me laugh very hard. Just because, uh, Mike, you brought a friend that has never seen a wrestling show before. Mm -hmm. Yes. So. Wow. 
that's always fun. As we all know, that's why this podcast exists. So, (laughs) um, exactly. More WWE news. Yeah. So Kevin Owens got pissed off two weeks ago and quit wrestling. I did see this. He sat in the middle of the ring and then he was like, hmm. And he just sat there quietly for a minute. He goes, I quit. And then he left the ring and I I started laughing really hard, but people got really upset. (laughs) Hmm. Um, so yeah then he showed back up last week with no explanation um how do we feel about that i mean honestly neutral we're still i'm still largely neutral towards kevin owens so i don't i want him to be happy i think it's really odd that they didn't continue whatever their explanation is of that but yeah yeah like that that just seems like that'll come to pass in a couple weeks or something it'll pay off in some way but if it's just like he's you just back again and they dropped a story, that's very odd. That doesn't yeah. seem mm-hmm. on par with the brand. Oh, and then the shield. Yeah, what is this? The, the shield, shield got, got arrested. arrested. And then by the end of the episode, they came back, they drove up in a police car. What Really, it was a van with like very bad decals on it that said yep. police. Perfect. And they just like rolled back out. So like somehow they broke out of prison uh-huh. in the space of time of the, the show. Like they got booked, they got put into prison <laughs> and then they, bro- they broke out, stole a police car and came back. And I think that's very funny. Yeah, that's that's pretty great. None of them look like they got a cavity search. You know, nope. they all look like they just like literally just were backstage rolling into a van. Yep. My biggest that you're like, how do you feel about this? Why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. On wrestling Twitter, a lot of people were like, this is an example of the Shield's white privilege, but Roman is literally, white. Literally only Dean is the yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's his, not white. His white privilege is overwhelming enough. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess they present. That's a whole. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a whole conversation. That's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, whoops. Okay. Uh, so then, the Undertaker is fighting Triple H at the upcoming live event WWE Super Show down in Australia. And Shawn Michaels came out to give his thoughts on the match, and after a tense stare, hinted that perhaps he'd come out of retirement for one more. Yeah, guys, I'm I'm gonna get into this because hello, I'm talking about Shawn Michaels today. Yeah, spoiler. Um, yeah, so they they stared at each other, and I genuinely think both of them should not do this. But they see they're they've both had so many injuries. We know how nervous we get yeah. whenever we see people out there trying to <laughs> wrestle his best. Yep. Yeah, but um, I will point out that Shawn Michaels. Um, sleeveless tee that says the heartbreak head is very good it looks like it's very old motorcycle club looking oh, and nice. I, I would you get one probably not because i'm not sure i this is not his Sarah persona style. Yeah. yeah but i uh i i admit i it's good like merch. the consistency yeah the consistency and style across all of his outfits is, is very good and has been so for for decades so. nice yeah um, do you want to read the last Yeah. Part? Then over on SmackDown, WWE is continuing to try to make the crowd hate Becky Lynch, who's now a heel and fighting with Charlotte. But the crowd likes that the WWE is finally doing something with her character and are refusing to boo. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? We're going to dig, da, da, we're ding, gonna ding, dig ding, into ding. that right now. Woohoo! It's Becky Lynch, bitch. Yes. All right. Becky Lynch was born Rebecca Quinn in Limerick, Ireland on January 30th, 1987, which takes her an Aquarius like producer Mike. Oh my gosh. 
June 2002, she began training as a professional wrestler under Fergal Deadbit, <gasps> you know, Finn Balor, mm-hmm. and Paul Tracy. And then five months later, she made her debut, and she was a fan of professional wrestling as a child. Used to watch it with her brother, which is fun, because then she would wrestle with her brother as a tag team in Ireland. Oh, oh wow. So that's, that's kind cool. of like her, her start start. Oh, yeah. I got the best pictures, you guys. Oh, damn. She's wearing a Kangol. Yeah, she oh, is. Oh, this is peak 2000s. Okay, so. Look at that heavy bang. So, early career. Um, so, Becky expanding her career into the rest of Europe on the independent circuit as Rebecca Knox, and she wrestled regularly for France-based Queen of Chaos promotion, which is basically the name of my vagina. <laughs> um, she also <laughs> she also wrestled for England's One Pro Wrestling, Germany's German Stampede Wrestling, and the Supergirls Wrestling promotion. She also did a tour in Japan, which she said is one of the highlights of her career. And in 2006, she debuted for the all-female Shimmer Women Athletes promotion. Oh, so, such a good name. Yeah. In that same year, Quinn suffered a head injury in a match in Germany and was diagnosed with possible damage to her eighth cranial nerve, which is a really bad nerve oh to her. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a joke for me. She was scheduled to return to wrestling in uh, 2008, but no showed the event, saying she no longer felt wrestling was the right option for her. And then she returned to Shimmer as a manager in 2011 before she signed with WWE in 2013. And I just think that that's super fascinating that she quit for such a long time and then became a manager and then was good enough at being a manager that WWE signed her without seeing her wrestle, presumably. Yeah, or without, like, recently at least. Yeah. Um, so I do want to talk about the clothes. I yes. just wanted you guys yeah. to know, like, this is where Becky Lynch comes from, because her, her career is, like, pretty short in comparison with other people mm-hmm. that we talk about. Um, but holy motherfucker. Can we also talk about the timestamp on the photo? Do you yes. remember those and you would, like, know? Oh, yeah. 1-27-2006. That means it's a Canon, like, point and shoot. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like a 3.1 megapixels. Yep. Like, right when you could be able to approve the photo and yes. delete it right there. Yes. Yes. Which means this was approved and she's uh-huh. wearing, like, low sling shorts. Uh. Yep, black bra. It looks like there's like a capelet built into the bottom part of it. Yeah, yeah there's some shading, there's some going some on. Some shading there. happening, and then a Kangol hat. Yep. It's so I get such strong Avril vibes off yeah. of this, Oof. which is so 2006. Yes, mm-hmm. and then a picture with Fergal. Yeah, yep. Look at that. Um, little, look at that little dork. <laughs> just, he's such a dork. He's just he doesn't even know. He doesn't no. even know what his body's he gonna turn into. Know how beautiful he they're will sharing an become. I- they're sharing an iPod. It's Ugh. the most oh wow time capsule oh photo. Do you think they're listening to the Strokes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> In 2006. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just want to say, like, can we talk about that heavy bang? Do you remember oh, when yeah. like it was the like Lauren Conrad? Mm-hmm. You wore the like yeah. headband and then the bang went down. That was the bang you got before you got real bangs. Mm-hmm. It was oh. a tester. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I can do the full. And then you do that and your mom's fine with it. So you go the full. Yep. And I've, then you get that forehead acne. Oh, geez. Get I've had first. the same heavy bangs literally basically since I came out of the womb. <laughs> I don't. It's like I've never done the side bang. I just realized because I've always been someone who has bangs. You look great with bangs. Yeah, you Thank do. you. It suits your face. Thank you. I like them. Yes. I hate my hairline. <laughs> okay. We are, learn- <laughs> we are learning new things every day. Sarah slowly oh, reveals herself. Now these are so. These are the pictures I'm definitely going to post on our yeah. Instagram. Um, 
this is just peak early 2000s mm-hmm. she's wearing a black ruffle skirt mm-hmm. uh which reminds me of an eighth grade dance yep. yes. and she's wearing a white what looks like a training bra like honestly it looks like the first bra i ever bought and her yep. hair is in pigtails and she looks unprepared but she's sucking in i've taken this picture before oh yeah mm-hmm. like as an eighth grade kid and also her like the balancing ah uh, it's just i know it's yeah a that's lot. a spring break photo where you go to like the movies with your friends who are on spring break with their parents too and you yeah. like just pose and tilt a little bit <laughs> i laughed this reminded me like very viscerally of being on a soccer team and i couldn't like yes. it was the just ponytail. like yeah it's just like this is me after soccer that's mm-hmm. it yep <laughs> Um, and then uh, <gasps> more. I, you guys, I couldn't. Oh, God bless. I Goodness couldn't gracious. And then we got to keep all dirt embarrassed. Yeah, I got, a, I got an embarrassed <laughs> Undertaker gif because she's wearing a pink tank top mm-hmm. with cutouts on the side and not in like a cool, fun way. It's Mm-mm. very bad. Um, and hair in her face, same like generic expression. And the one in the center is she's pulling her pants down, like how Britney Spears used and like mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera used to do. As if she has a tattoo there, but lo and behold, there's no tattoo no there. No tattoo. Um, but yeah, she just seems like someone who doesn't like getting her picture taken in all of these. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's very funny. Or like in high school, this was a thing in Tennessee. Girls would get the like patch birth control and put it right there. And then they'd try to show that they had it. And it would be like part of the style choice. So that's why that like would be like a cool thing. You'd be like, oh, she's on the patch. See, you hear things like that and you're like, no one, like, of course, teenagers brains aren't done yet. (laughs) (laughs) Showing off. What the fuck are you doing? Your dumb prefrontal lobe isn't even closed. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you. Why? I don't know. It was definitely a thing. You know what that means? That's that's the thing where it's like, that could also be like, someone didn't get it, but then was like, I'm going to make a bunch of fake ones. Like how I wanted a retainer when I was in elementary Mm -hmm. school and made one out of a paperclip and started a trend. Yep. (laughs) And I was a weirdo then, so it was like surprising anyone caught on. Okay. I'm still a weirdo. Uh, all right, now that we've enjoyed that, which is literally what I wrote in the slides, they knew this would happen. Yep. Um, here's some slick shit from her WWE profile. So she's a fiery redhead from Dublin, Ireland. Mm. She's not from Dublin, she's a limerick. Um, Becky Lynch is ready to fight anyone in her path. Trained for the squared circle at the age of 15, Lynch traveled the world perfecting her craft before joining NXT in 2014. And then as while proving she could hold her own between the ropes, Becky forged various friendships during her time at NXT, including one with Bayley, and another with Sasha Banks, and they became Team BAE. Was it just Bay? Team Bay, when people would say it? Best at everything. (laughs) Um, The latter... (laughs) I would like to say, Sasha Banks loves a fucking acronym. Yeah, she, she does. does. She's, She's been, been in, so in a many. lot of acronyms. I didn't even find this one when I was talking about her. Yeah, it's so. there's just so many. They were really not around that long. Um, mm. So the latter team was created when Becky was told to make herself relevant. <laughs> I don't know if this was like behind the scenes or in kayfabe, but basically like she aligned herself with Sasha Banks um, by attacking Bailey and turned heel uh, initially. Oh. And so here are some photos of them together. They don't really have that much consistent style, except she, it's 
pre her like orange hair. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha kind of is wearing the same look that she does with the straps and shit. Mm-hmm. But then otherwise they have like plaid pants and a team bay shirt and they just yeah. look like hot girls. That looks like Gwen Stefani, but yes. like the, totally. hot, the hot fans of Gwen Stefani. Totally the hot fans of Gwen Stefani. That's a very good ref. Um, so fashion, NXT to now. Um, first, they didn't really know what to do with her, so they have her in like a gray and red cheer outfit, Ooh, essentially, yeah. and it's really poorly fitted. That does look bad. It's very bad. It does not look good on her, and, and it makes her look wide and weird, and that's mm-hmm. not what her body looks like. And it looks like it has a cape off the back of it. Too. Yeah, it's very odd. And then they did a one-sided camo thing that I didn't take a picture of, because who cares? And then mm-hmm. they did this... the outfit where she's flying where she was wearing plaid which has kind of stayed in her look like she has like a one leg is plaid and the other one's black and they did that with camo initially Hmm. and then um this teenage mutant ninja turtles looking ass destiny's child yeah that's not a good look it's so shiny and so green Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) also i feel like she has very muscular thick legs Mm -hmm. and it just you just even if you're like so fit it's just gonna make you look dumpy yeah and these do and then of course these it went into like the steampunk era uh-huh. where she's also wearing these weird 70s like knee flares oh, yeah. they're not even boots that's the bottom half of some bell bottoms yeah that is yeah, yeah. and it's like what why the rest of it was fine <laughs> i mean the steampunk stuff but like that's not even like steampunk. That well, it's has more like, like warrior. Uh, this is more like yeah. medieval warrior Celtic vibes. But shit. they don't work like, together. Yeah, they don't. The top part and those Mm-mm. totally different. Those pants. It's like an exquisite corpse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um. So. A 2015 NXT TakeOver Unstoppable, Lynch debuted a new look resembling Magic the Gathering character Chandra Nalar. Oh, I love that. Shown here. And so this is like her whole fucking vibe. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy how much she looks like this character. And when I read this, I was like, oh, now oh, we know. Now what. I get it. Okay. Now you get it. Where it's like she's known to wear corsets with some unique color combinations, bronze and gunmetal themes, and her trademark black. Uh, trench coat no matter what she wears and then she has those goggles on her head super steampunk she has the bright orange hair Mm -hmm. um yeah i have to say that color orange Mm. is a little bit intense i really like the hair that she has currently i think that color orange is is tough that color orange is more hot topic and the current one is more like hot girl with fun hair like coachella also that color orange you have to style it or Mm -hmm. we've all seen the women that like are at the cvs the next day (laughs) and it's just a mess yes because it's not it's like chemically treated horribly and you're worried about it yeah yeah and also it's very difficult anyone who's ever dyed their hair knows it's very Mm -hmm. difficult to keep up with red i can't imagine how difficult it would be to keep up with color like that like if it's a brighter color right yeah Yeah. um so she made her official roster debut on july 13th 2015 episode of raw along with charlotte and sasha banks after stephanie mcmahon called for a revolution in the wwe divas division which led lynch and charlotte to an ally with Paige, who was feuding with team bella right we've Mm -hmm. tracked that great Mm -hmm. uh team bella was the bell twins and alicia fox and then banks allied with naomi and tamina leading to a brawl between the three teams so the trio of Paige, lynch and charlotte originally dubbed submission sorority 
<laughs> take a moment. Oh no. Was renamed to Team PCB after their initials when it was found out the original name was the same as an adult webpage. Oh <gasps> wow. Fucking uh, classic ass shit. Yep. So funny. Submission sorority. Submission <laughs> sorority. And they it, really did walk right into it. Yeah, they did. They? Twelve people or so signed off on that. That's like always what I think about where I'm like, that yep. went up the ladder. Just like the Pepsi ad. No, yeah. Yeah, just like the Pepsi ad. Everyone was like, no, this is fine. Yep. <laughs> Except I'm sure the intern who's like, well, I'm just an intern. He's probably like, I know about this website, but yeah. I'm not going to say. He's like, well, if I let all these people do it, they'll get fired and then I'll have a job. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the team was short-lived because basically Charlotte won something and Paige said she was only there because of Ric Flair and then called Becky the least relevant of the group. Oh, rude. Wow. <laughs> then she tried to reconcile, but like, so Paige kept trying to reconcile the group, but then kept attacking Charlotte and Becky anyway, which isn't cool. So PCB is done by November. Um, oh, she's also one of the four horsewomen, Sasha, Charlotte, and Bailey being the other three. Um, I'm into this striped look that she has. The striped shorts, yeah, yeah. They're very cool. It's very Beetlejuice. Yeah, it is. It's super Beetlejuice. This is where it was more like mall punky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But not in a way that's unflattering. Mm -hmm. Like, it still looks cool to me. And I don't typically like, like, I wear hot pink and black. Like, yeah. you know, like, that's lame it's like a teenager trying to figure out their identity yeah for sure where the mom's like oh what are we wearing today great cool yeah yeah and i do love Paige's outfits and i do want to do her sometime in the future because i think stunning. she's so yeah. fucking hot yeah um yeah Mike nodded. So then Becky feuded with Alexa Bliss for a little, and then Alexa kept avoiding her, which is like actually a storyline. And then Becky dressed up as a character named La Luchadora, and I wrote I Caramba, because um, it's yeah. oh, okay. And then she also had a weird Native American look that oh, happened no. once, but they were probably like, oh shit, let's not do this again. Yeah. We don't want to be the fucking Redskins over here. Like, yeah, what's happening? Yeah, they don't want to be the Victoria's Secret Angels. I mean, dear Christ, it's a lot of appropriation on this mm -hmm. page for sure also it's completely completely unrelated to her yeah that's like a northwest tribal it's, it's like a thunderbird from a totem pole unless what yeah. it's inspired by and it's one of those things where it's like if she wasn't irish i'd be like maybe she's part native american like we don't know but she's straight from fucking ireland so it's this that's a know. that's a that was a misstep guys it's a misstep. Yeah. they only did it one time <laughs> yeah and then they put a cutoff like a cutoff shorts. With oh yeah. Hat. So it's like this beautifully made, you know, it's, it's highly insensitive, beautiful. but yeah. it's a beautifully made top with, with denim. It's bad all around guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's bad look. Yeah. Let's be respectful of so other then, people. <laughs> and then on a January 2017 episode of SmackDown, Lynch challenged Alexa for the championship in a steel cage match during which a villainous wearing the La Luchadora costume <laughs> later revealed to be Mickey James attacked Lynch and helped Alexa towards victory. So mm. goodness, yes. So Becky started winning some shit. <laughs> what I'm just gonna put after uh, 2018 Money in the Bank, which led to a title match at SummerSlam against her best friend, Charlotte Flair and Carmella. We saw this and we talked yep. about it. So mm -hmm. we know that Charlotte won, but after hugging her, Becky attacked Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And then two days later, Lynch berated the crowd, claiming they weren't really pulling for her the whole time for being denied opportunities, which she claimed were always handed to Charlotte Flair. And then the crowd still loves Becky, so WWE adjusted the storyline to provide them both with, in quotations, having valid points, and neither is, quote, unquote, outright villainous. 
That's fun. It yeah. is fun. And then on the September 4th edition of SmackDown, which was this last week, Flair officially accepted Lynch's challenge to a one-on-one SmackDown Women's Championship match in Hell in a Cell. So Ooh. that's where we're at with the Becky Lynch storyline. Mm-hmm. Now, I've just got some pictures of her fucking baller-ass hair. Yeah. Her hair is crazy. Look. Oh, I mean, so I really, I think my my favorite mm. is the braid on the side faux hawk thing. It's yep. awesome. It's so, she always seems to incorporate braids. It's very Daenerys Targaryen, Mm -hmm. but it's her own spin on it. There's one I'm not sure about. Yeah, more cultural appropriation. Yeah. Yeah. She does like a weird dreadlock thing and the makeup is very cool. Yeah, she's got a white stripe right across her cheekbones and and bridge of nose. Fierce eyes. Fierce eyes. Her Her makeup is always stunning. She's just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's, and also seeing like early pictures of her and then now I'm like, damn, girl glowed the fuck up. She did. Just like the Iconics. She looks so good. Um, Mm -hmm. But I love her hairstyles. I love that she always incorporates a braid she has a similar texture I think to my hair which is why I'm like on board I cannot wait for my hair to be that length I'm gonna do some weird ass shit to it yes Katie Uh, so then otherwise (laughs) just some things about Rebecca Quinn as a person Uh, she's an actor so she performed stunts for a 2013 episode of Vikings, and then she was written off WWE television for a few months in November 2017 so she could film the Academy Award winner, The Marine Six, Close Quarters. Mm-hmm. Academy Award, yeah. Academy sure. Award winning. Uh, during her time away from wrestling, also when she had that injury, she was cast in numerous plays in 2011 and 2012, and she also graduated with a degree in acting from the Dublin Institute of Technology and then attended Columbia College Chicago. Mike, did you know her? No. Whoa. I thought everyone there knew each other because they were all improvisers. It would have been around the same time, Yeah, I want to say, because it was like 2011-ish. So you missed Becky Lynch, bro. Yeah. I'm I'm legitimately going to beat myself up about that. (laughs) That's such a bummer. You should, like, look back at weird, like, student emails, if you have them, of, like, group projects. Yeah. Because you like, may have had a group Because also, she didn't her. have this hair. She was, she looked like a normal lady until very recently. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. If, if you, you like, fucking knew Becky Lynch. Uh-huh. Yeah, we had some research. Yeah. Her name's here. Rebecca Quinn, with one N, so... I'll that just, sounds very familiar. Check it, it out. It just does. But yeah, that's also I mean, it's like, her name it's a now. name. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a name. Is it a name? <laughs> I had no clue. She also went to the Gady School of Acting. I don't know what that is, but, you know, to mention it. So, we got some final words on... Well, first of all, yeah. So, here are some more looks. Um, this is her acting with the cake. And then she has a strappy thing that's kind of Sasha Banks. Yeah, it yeah. looks like Mr. Banks made her an outfit. It looks like mm-hmm. Mr. Banks made her an outfit. Um, but, yeah, she's, I think... It was hard to choose which photos to select for her because she does switch up her looks so regularly. Yeah. And I think that's really cool, especially because um, I don't know if they pay for their looks, but Dave had mentioned on our last episode that they have to clean them themselves. Yeah, yeah which is wild. I, that's like a lot of like, you're soaking them in the sink somewhere. That's with a like lot of hand washing. Wash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of hand I washing. I hope they have clean sinks, is all I have to say. Dear God. Uh, so the final words from Stone Cold Steve Austin himself on the face versus heel turn of Becky Lynch is, I just think let her be whatever the people want her to be. To me, for her, she doesn't need to be a heel or a baby. She just needs to be Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Becky ought to just be Becky because there's money in Becky being Becky. Let the people decide. As long as she's being true to herself, she's going to fly as high and far as they want her to. That's like that's surprisingly lovely Stone Cold. Yeah. It was. The, I put an ellipses in the middle because he went off on a tangent about Roman Reigns for like five <laughs> sentences and then came back to Becky Lynch. And I was like, 
bro okay. you've been hitting the head too much <laughs> oh, man. like the whole quote is so it's just like it's like roman like and then he goes off and then he oh. goes oh yeah i uh, do not compare the two at all no they're not similar but yeah. um but yeah and then you can also see more of like the striped short thing here i'm really into that look as I think well it's great. as the corset and stripes and yeah i'm a, i mean i'm a stripes girl and i think this is my favorite look yeah. which is just it's her in this like woman suit Catwoman suit mm -hmm. in front of these like flaming like fabrics i don't know <laughs> flaming fabrics flaming fabrics yeah anyway so that's becky lynch yay, yay. good job this oh, is really fascinating awesome. yeah thanks it's hard it's hard to not be even more thorough because of how much she has um mm -hmm. yeah all right uh so i decided to do our first luchador yay, yay. uh mil mascaras born aaron rodriguez arano Aron, uh, probably yeah I want to make sure that I get it correct. Um, July 15th, 1942. <gasps> he's a cancer. I was just about to say he's a cancer. Um, and he's known as the man of a thousand masks. Mm. So this right here, there's a photo of several of his masks. Oh. And most of them will have like an M on the top of it. Mm. So it made it a lot easier to go back and know which one was him. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. Guess what? He's masked all the time. <laughs> So I decided to go, since we haven't gone through Lucha Libre, um, mm -hmm. to kind of talk about it in general. And the history of it is the coolest thing ever. So um, the meaning Lucha Libre means freestyle wrestling. And it's literally translated to free fight. And Luchador is sing singular for wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, since its introduction to Mexico in the early 20th century, it has developed into a unique form of the genre, characterized by colorful masks, rapid sequences of holds and maneuvers, as well as the high-flying maneuvers. And actually, um, Mil uh, Mascaras was one of the first guys to introduce the high-flying into Japan and oh, cool. the United States. So the mask, uh, the wearing of the mask has developed special significance and matches are sometimes contested in which the loser must permanently remove his mask, which is a oh. wager with a high degree of weight attached to it. So the tag team wrestling is especially prevalent in Lucha Libre, particularly matches with three member teams called trios. Ooh. So. That's fun. Huh. I love the, the concept that you tear your mask off if yeah. you're being... And yeah. one of the things that's really cool also is a lot of times your mask will be removed if you have lost your identity and are moving oh. into a different person. Deep oh as fuck. Yeah, yeah, isn't that cool? And a lot yeah. of them, as you see in this photo, <laughs> would not remove their masks even in public. I, I love... My God, a 70s suit with a lucha mask is like the coolest look. Right? That's a good Halloween costume. Yeah, guys. Yeah. I mean, look, a little cultural appropriate. That's what the only thing that i was like but yeah. also would be rat like if you if you can and that is part of your culture that's a good fun with the turtleneck oh yeah amazing right wide wide lapels on that it's, jacket Ooh, yeah some 70s ass. yeah so i just did basically um just mil mascaras photos and like trying to research as many as i could and he Great. was always wearing the mask and wow. most people didn't know what he looked like without it mm. um so now back to a man of a thousand masks mascaras is one of the original big three of the lucha libre tradition in mexico the other two are el santo and blue demon he is considered one of the most influential wrestlers of all time for enhancing and popularizing the lucha libre style around the world both in ring and the star of 20 different films 
Wow. So he was an actor as well. Um, and he, he made, wore the mask. I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. he wore the mask in the films. Yeah, he so did. Did he play the wrestler or did he play a person who's just living his life in a mask? Um, <laughs> Delocated style. Sometimes it would just be like a wrestler and he played off of actually like some comics back then as Ooh. like one of the things, which I'll talk about the oh. films in a little bit. Cool. But it's really cool because they were looking for someone and they found him and were like, wow, you're really good at this. Cool. Um, so he made his professional wrestling debut uh, April. 1965 in Guadalajara and Mascaras became popular in Mexico for being one of the best conditioned luchadoras in the heavyweight division mm. and that's how he kind of got to go to the US and Japan after that mm. wow so he made his international wrestling debut in 1968 at the Olympic Auditorium in Los Angeles getting involved in rivalries against Ernie Ladd uh, John Tolos and Black Gordman and Goliath and he appeared in WWF, and he performed, this is really interesting, at the Madison Square Garden uh, several times, and after a ban on masked wrestlers was lifted, making him the first masked wrestler in the garden. Wow. He defeated the spoiler. So. Do we know why that was outlawed to begin with? Ding, ding, ding. Thank you. So, I wanted to talk about that a little bit, because it's really fascinating. Just in Madison Square Garden, they wouldn't allow wrestlers, or they wouldn't allow people, the only people who were allowed to wear masks were for masquerades in New York. And it was like a really... Masquerade. Yeah, it was like this insane thing. So he was the only one... (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's okay. Sing. Sing my angel. Honestly, when we were in this cabin in the woods, we did listen to Phantom of the Opera and we did sing. Yeah. Also, producer Mike just covered one side of his face. (laughs) We're having fun over here. He did such a good impression. I know, that was really good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So now we know that he has definitely watched it. More more than once. Yeah. Good. So for masquerades, they were allowed to wear masks. But he was the only guy in the match itself for Madison Square Garden that got to wear the mask. And the spoiler and the other were both luchadors as well. And one of them wore a, like, uh, um... I can't get over it. He wore a hood, and then the other had to be unmasked. Ooh. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, and so the thing that they talked about is the reason that he was able to wear his mask is because Vince paid a fuck ton of money. Oh, Oh, that makes sense. It was all about the money at that time. And Madison Square Garden. Yeah. (laughs) And Madison Square Garden was, you know, known for wrestling like crazy, so they were like, all right, we need this really bad. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I gotta point out just just real quick while we're all still recovering from the phantom dashing in. um, His arms in this picture, I know, are truly remarkable. He is a very fit, large man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I like them. Also, like (laughs) just like going back, we can talk about like this is so all the masks are very amazing, Mm -hmm. and some of the outfits will tie into it, and then other times he'll just wear like pants. But uh, sometimes (laughs) they'll do the capes and. Mm Look at that, like there's one in, it's, it looks like it has like blue velvet. That one's yeah. my favorite one so far. Yeah. Is that just looks like a nice like anthropology blouse? It does, it that really color is does. very anthropology. And then the top one I like cause it's like leopard print. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's more you for yeah. sure. And there's like a cape and then there's a lot of gold. Oh yeah, and then I'm in the third picture getting my face done. <laughs> 
That's you. That's me. I'm the fancy lady. I'm the lady with no top and just pants on getting kicked. It's a male wrestler <laughs> in the picture. Yeah, it's not a lady getting that's kicked. Not, yeah. yeah. That's what I think of Sarah. Like, yeah. yeah. Sarah's constantly getting kicked in the mouth. <laughs> High flyers come at me from all sides. Nope, they cannot. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Oh, damn. This is a look. Yeah. So uh, he also wrestled in World Champion Wrestling, where his most notable match was a match with Cactus Jack, which I just love that name so much. We really got to go look into Cactus Jack. Yeah, I just got pointed. I'm going to research Cactus Jack probably in the next two hours. Um, (laughs) At the Clash of the Champions uh, Texas Shootout Hmm. in uh, 1990. And on September 10th, 1991, at the age of 49, Mascaras won his final title, the WWA uh, Mexico World Heavyweight Champion, and he held the title until 1994. And they all kind of assumed that he was retiring. And then Mascara's first American pay-per-view appearance was competing in WWF's Royal Rumble in 1997. Wow. And this is really interesting. He was eliminated himself diving off the top rope of the ring. Um, And he didn't know that it's like in Lucha Libre, it's like a common thing, but technically in Royal Rumble, it leads to an elimination. Oh, that's a bummer. I don't like. I know. Mm. But then can we talk about these? outfits yes, yes please. we can aren't what? they like a yeah. leopard print does he have gloves on that are leopard print too yeah i think so it's a lot it's really a commitment when i was like looking him up everything just said like the masks are insane but sometimes he'll pair it with something underneath it mm-hmm. like has like a different level to it that creates the character or there was just so many pages upon pages of his outfits you know what i keep thinking of is if he is professionally always in a mask and he just gets to live a normal life yeah doesn't yeah. That seem great which is really cool he just gets to live a normal life as like a fit ass dude yeah and gets to probably if he's this big hear people talk about him all the time mm-hmm. without knowing yeah. I love that. And so what's really interesting about that, too, is a lot of these matches would be either a mask versus hair, hair versus hair, or mask versus mask. What the fuck is a so hair? Hair is shaving. The same oh, old, yeah. the gorgeous George thing. Yeah. So that was like a big thing, but they switched it a lot of times, and it'll be your removal of your mask. And he did so well that barely anyone knew what he looked like as a person. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. Isn't that did crazy? You, could you not find what he looks like? I I didn't want to, actually. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just look at the mask because I didn't want to peep into it. Because wow. I think it's like it was very important for him and it was a pride thing. That's so respectful. Yeah. So then this is his film career. Uh, he made 20 different movies and he first started his first one. Um, where is that? Where did I say? Oh, at age 24 in mm. 1966. And the first film, simply entitled Mil Mascaras, was shot in black and white and made Mill out to be a sort of superhero. Cool. The film gave Mil Mascaras a comic book style origin story. I think you guys say orgy story, and I was very excited. <laughs> <laughs> origin story. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which seems to have somewhat swiped from the then popular Doc Savage pulp novels. They were selling very well in the science fiction bookstores in the mid-60s. 
And according to the script, Mill was an infant who was found clutched in his dead mother's arms in a war-torn area of Europe during Mm. World War II and was sent to an orphanage. A group of scientists not affiliated with any particular country adopts the boy, secretly using him as a guinea pig, subjecting the child to an intensive regimen of physical exercise and mental training as he matures. And when he reaches adulthood, Mill is something of a superman. Both his mind and his body have developed to perfection. And Mm. the scientists then send him out into the world to help downtrodden people everywhere, to fight criminals and to right wrongs, and just basically help make the world a better place. He sounds like Firestarter a little bit. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so he was like living that life, doing a ton of films. Some of them, they said, were greater than others. They loved a backstory to them, of course, which helped until, and these are more of his masks. I love show. Those And masks. is this not amazing? Like, oh, he's yeah. literally tux. in yeah. a tux with his mask on. That's cool. Yeah. I it's mean, they're cool. so beautiful. Look how intricate they are. They're really gorgeous. The ones on the right, I feel like those would spin around on like a child's mobile and be really horrifying. But yep. they're really cool. Mm-hmm. Is it mobile or mobile? I don't know. I don't. The thingy. The so what did I say? <laughs> did I say mobile? You said mobile. Yeah, I would say mobile, right? Mobile is like your phone. Hey, sound off on Twitter. Let <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know. But it definitely does. I am hungover. <laughs> let us know what's happening. But yeah, it's it's they're all so beautiful. I can't get over them. And I love the ones with the M. Like it's yeah. just like very oh. proving. And then so in April 2012, Mascaras was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by oh. his nephew, Alberto Del Rio. Is oh, he cool. still alive? Yeah, he is. Great. And these Ooh. are more of them. Yes. Those are cool. And so then I like, of course, you know, me and YouTube with wrestlers. I watched this entire video of almost all of his masks and I put the link here. So I'll put it on Twitter, but it's very fascinating. These are beautiful. So he has like, I really like this one down here with the the two dragons on the sides of Mm -hmm. it kind of weaving around and making cool patterns by his eyes. That was when he was uh, wrestling in Japan. Oh, that that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, Question Mm -hmm. about who makes the masks. Did you find any information? I did not. I'm just wondering because there's a thousand and so it's it's like, do you think he goes to different people? Do you think he designs them? Yeah. Let's just speculate. This is not fact. Oh, yeah. But I assume he would probably design them a little bit. Yeah. Or at least be like, I want to look like a jaguar or I want to... Yeah, like just have like a little bit of inspiration for each one. Like, this is who I'm wrestling, or this is what. Just because a thousand masks. I will like, say, um, wow. from a construction standpoint, though, they wouldn't be terribly hard to make. Yeah. You have his, you have like a form that's shaped like his head, mm. and you have his measurements. So it's probably the same basic template every time, and then they can make minor adjustments to it. So, I mean, these are really beautiful, so it probably still takes them several hours for each yeah. one to like make it, but I bet whoever, whatever collective he was have making this, like probably just had a file that was like mm. him. And here's how you do these different shapes. Here's his, his head form. Yeah. <laughs> and here's how you make it. Cool. That's so fascinating. And then yeah. um, one of the things that was really interesting is they talked about people who uh, talked shit on him and Mick Foley was one of them. Oh, Cactus Jack. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> He was uh, talking about uh, something about, and I was wondering about this, about like selling your moves or like, mm. what what's that deal? I'm gonna let you talk more than 10 on this one. Cause I just, I, I find this really, I, I think it's important to know. So, uh, so when, when you're fighting somebody, mm-hmm. um, sell, selling is like, uh, if you get hit, pretending like you're injured. Okay. So you can oversell 
or undersell. And so there's like a dynamic sometimes where like a more established wrestler will, it's called no selling, uh -huh. no sell his opponent to make his opponent look weak. Oh, and so the, oh that's a bummer. The yeah. agreement is like, oh, we're going to fight each other. Mm -hmm. Like Hulk Hogan would do it all the time of just like, no matter what you throw at me, I'm going to no sell it and I'm going to make you look weak. And so it's like, it would be insane for my character to lose to you. Yeah. And so a lot of times those are judgment calls and that's politics that happen in the ring. Oh, okay. And so that's why people get angry. Yeah. Because hmm. Mick Foley had some not nice things to say about him at all about it. And he was hmm. just like, it was very frustrating. But I think it was also because he was probably like doing some insane flips and gymnastics stuff. So it's like. It's also entirely possible too that he was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a legendary wrestler. Yeah. Like, why would my character get hurt by by this guy that, that I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a disrespect thing, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. But yeah, so that's no mascaras. Good fucking wow. job. Thanks. I think it was fascinating. Yeah, I'm that's excited a lot. that we did a luchador. No, that's a lot of info that you really synthesized well. So thank you. Oh, Very good job. Man. Wow. Guys, are we ready to get a little wild? <laughs> we always are. Um, we're going to talk about Shawn Michaels. Who Ooh. Dave Shillian recommended to, I look into um, when I described what I enjoy in wrestling to him, and I have to say it was a great suggestion. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm way into him, so are... I have a ton of gifts. He's really into dancing, so I got a the bunch first of one. Is it? He's he's in a spangly outfit spinning around in the ring. Wow. Then this one, he's like doing the Suck point down time. to his dick, and then and this one, he's just doing a little cowboy mm -hmm. shimmy down the ramp. This is um, amazing. And then I have a couple others just to demonstrate the vibe around him. So in this one, we see Sensational Sherry, who's oh, wearing yeah. assless chaps, <gasps> fainting in the ring because she's afraid these two sexy boys are going to punch each other in the face, which I deeply appreciate. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, and then. Mike is laughing so hard at me. No, I the dick sucking. So yeah, this and then is, is that? A, oh yeah, he's and then, uh -huh. so this and then there's him uh, mocking a fan by doing a really very graphic dick sucking really thing. Good. And, we the also fan, talk and the about fan the is getting so mad balls? they're holding him back. Yeah, he's like he's doing the the sucking on the dick, massive balls, fondling some massive balls. The other hand pointing at a fan That's and a giant. The dick. fan looks like yeah. a dad who's getting mad. Yep. I um, mean. So like, that's how dare you talk about sucking my dick. <laughs> I mean, this is Shawn Michaels in a nutshell. Oh, okay. So guys, nutshell pun. Uh -huh. <laughs> Nuts. Sorry. Um, Michael Shawn Hickenbottom. <laughs> no. What? Uh, yeah. What? Uh, just you wait. We are just inching up the incline on this I roller coaster. I feel like I went to elementary school in a double wide with him because <laughs> half my elementary school was in a double wide. Oh my God. Katie's from Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> well, Michael Shawn Hickenbottom. Him, is from Chandler, Arizona, of all places. He was born on July 22nd, 1965. He's also a cancer. Yes, I'm genuinely pleasantly surprised by having two cancers yeah. featured this week. Mm. Um, he didn't really like the name Michael, so he just had people call him Sean. Uh, he started playing football at age six. I said, hmm. Um, <laughs> and knew he wanted to be a wrestler by age 12. He staged a whole match for a school talent show complete with fake blood. Oh, I would pay so much money I know. to see a child do that. It, I, know. I mean, at twelve, can you imagine? A People 12? must have gone nuts. Twelve-year-old in the seventies, yeah, or they're like, doing... "Fuck you, this fucking nerd." Yeah. Either, no matter how they responded, I want to see so bad. I know, and you know that fake blood was just so much corn syrup. Oh, so yeah. that stage was, was ruined. He wrecked that double wide. <laughs> he did. There, um, was like a, there were like four cheerleaders who went out after and did a dance routine on it. They're like, oh, oh no, no. I'm sticky. <laughs> yeah. um, so he. <laughs> 
he was a, a football player yeah. still throughout high school. He started uh, at college in Texas, but soon realized he really wanted to get into wrestling, so he just dropped out of college. Yeah, um, that's, yeah. Yep. So he started training, and he adopted the name Shawn Michaels. So it's basically, that's been his stage name, ring name, all the way through. Wow. He made his debut with the National Wrestling Alliance in October 1984. It was apparently already impressive even then. Like, there was a note in Wikipedia that was like, so many people were like, oh, he's really, really great. Like, even mm. then, like, seasoned people were impressed with him. Uh, from there, he went around to a bunch of promotions. There's going to be a lot of glassing in this one because yeah. dude has been everywhere. Um, probably the most significant moment in these early years was when he joined the American Wrestling Association in 1986. He was teamed with a guy named Marty Janity. Janetti. No, Janity. <laughs> Fuck off. My Sean Hannity. Um, Janetti. Thank you. Uh, and they were known as the Midnight Rockers. The Midnight Rockers. The Midnight Rockers. Hell That's yeah. an acapella group right there. Uh, yeah. The Midnight Rockers were signed to the World Wrestling Federation in 1987, then immediately fired within two weeks <laughs> for something that happened at a bar. Uh, they were rehired by the WWF. No, you don't know what it is? No, unclear. They got in a bar fight, I think, is what happened. But that's, yeah. it's, he's, Sean said it was a misunderstanding, but they got Of course, fired. yeah. Um, the, the team was renamed the Rockers because Vince McMahon wants proprietary names. And he doesn't want them out past midnight now. <laughs> no, they have curfews now because they were bad boys. Um, they wrestled together until 1991. The team broke up when Sean super kicked Marty and threw him through a glass window. What? Like for uh, real or kayfabe? Kayfabe. Kayfabe, okay. which Mike got a gift of. Um, so here they are as the Midnight Rockers slash the Rockers. Mm-hmm. A ton of neon. They yeah. incorporated zebra print a lot. They have a real Sunset Strip glam rock vibe. I which mean. I am here for. This first picture, it's they great got. great shirt. Low crop shirts with like, you know, the real triangle stuff we were doing in the 80s. Yeah. Um, this says the Rockers. And they have, uh, their their pants are, are like, um, tiger, I guess it's tiger, not zebra. Uh, yellow yeah. and blue. It's like stripes. the bubble gum, that tiger guys, stripe bubble mm-hmm. gum. Right? These guys look like your your neighbors' husbands who swing. Yes, yep. they really do. They, they look have like fucking swingers. They yeah. have like long '80s hair. It's not quite a mullet. It's just the like yeah. all the it's hair. It's a shag. Yeah. Oh, the and they have line. earrings. Um, they have this this picture in the middle. I got is like the most '80s like day glow. Oh, it's like neon blue like straps and streamers on them. They're like doing finger guns at the camera. Yeah, they look like they're at a carnival. One of those like slingshot. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so they had a ton of costumes, um, but they mostly wore in ring. They had uh, the tights on, uh-huh. shirtless, and they were different solid colors. And then their boots and their belts would have the animal print on them. Crazy. And they usually just be black and white. Um, except for this one that I also pulled where at least at some point they were wearing some weird post-apocalyptic neon onesies. As one does. Um, and they also still look great. So That's fantastic. Yeah. Really love the Midnight Rockers slash the Rockers post bar fight. They yeah, they really they took off. So oh, then after know, the I'm Rockers broke up, this is where things get fun. Sean adopted the nickname of the Heartbreak Kid and became a cocky heel. Thank he had God. a new manager, Sensational Sherry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about her in a later episode for sure because I'm obsessed. Mm. Um, she carried around a heart shaped mirror for him, and, <laughs> and he had a he had a theme song called Sexy Boy. She did a version of it. He also has a version of it. I think hers is better. Mike 
flat out contradicted me earlier and said I was wrong, and I resent that. But I think you should record your own version of it. It's really good. It's like, hands off the merchandise, ladies. I put a link to Sherry's version okay. here. We'll put it in the show notes. Please do listen to the entire thing. Um, there's so much to talk about with Shawn Michaels that I didn't get into Sensational Sherry that much, other than just to acknowledge that she's fabulous. I really want to talk about her later. Um, so during this period, he wore a lot of like white and red. He had like hearts on his pants that have, again, the animal print mm-hmm. in the middle of them. He was either like red with white embellished hearts or white with red hearts. And he's wearing a sleeveless vest in this one that says, I'm too sexy for this crowd on the back, which is fucking incredible. I want that. Describe uh, what I'm doing. <laughs> Christina's just doing big arms, yep. like big arms, like praise, I, praise the I Lord. I threw back my head and arms. Yes. Yep. As in, this is what I want. Yeah. yeah, it's it really, this is what I want out of oh, wrestling. Yeah. Um, Real quick, it does seem like the hearts the heart symbol was such a huge thing in wrestling for yeah. the 80s. And he feuded with the heart I was going to, we're going to get that, into yeah. that. Sure. Which is it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Which so, I will say the pants on the right would be like athleisure wear. I would wear hiking yes. every day. They're really, really yeah. good. And this is his signature pose that he's doing, which is like a deep side lunge. And then he would like wow. put, up, put up an arm, like the arm emoji. Uh, <laughs> at this, at, during this period of his career, after he finished his matches, the announcers would say, Shawn Michaels has left the building like he was Elvis. Cool. Oh. Normal. Um, so he mostly wrestled solo, but he and the wrestler Diesel did have a tag team for a little bit called Two Dudes with Attitudes. Oh my God, I you fucking that. dorks. I love everything about yep. it. It's, it's so good. The dorkiest, best, campiest. Yep. It's so good. And I know... Um, David mentioned that he called women sweat hogs during this period. Dear God. I didn't delve into it too much, but Dead. his character was like a self-centered misogynist, so that fits. Yeah. Um, honestly- his quote unquote character. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't <laughs> dig too deep into it. There's honestly too much to cover, so I'm just gonna hit the highlights yeah. of his career. By 1997, Sean had suffered a few injuries and he was debating whether or not he should retire. He was also in a, an actual feud offstage as well as in ring with Bret Hart. Ooh. They kept bringing up actual personal stuff during promotional appearances. Like um, what? Like what? Like drugs and stuff? Infidelity. Yeah, uh, their relationships. Ooh. Like, sh- like Sean straight up was like he is having sex with this valet. <gasps> oh, and he was. it's called like the Sunny Days comment. And this woman was named Sunny, and it's. Was he? I don't know. I didn't want to look too much into it because I was like, this is a bummer and there's so much crazy stuff that happened just in kayfabe. But they basically, no, 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 it's okay. I just don't know the answer. Like they made it personal is like the the bottom line of it. More than, um, more than, uh, daddy's home or whatever the fuck then Samoa Joe Samoa Joe said. yeah because it was actual stuff yeah. it wasn't yeah. like just an insane scripted it'd be like thing. that if that was real yeah, yeah if was Samoa like, Joe fucking was, your wife <laughs> was, if Samoa Joe is actually daddy that would wow. be the difference um, I would li- I would be on the fucking board for that because I'm I, a messy bitch though so. yeah if Wendy <laughs> if Wendy was in I'd be in um, so their actual like animosity was brought into kayfabe hmm uh which eventually culminated in Sean blowing yeah. his nose and the Canadian flag and humping it after the Heart Foundation became a pro-Canada stable, as we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, so their feud also led to the Montreal Screwjob. Oh! Uh, 
he won the championship and that was part of the reason why that was so contentious is because these dudes actually really really disliked each other at that point so there was a bunch of of real life emotions as well as scripted stuff that just made it really complicated and very messy so i have a gif of one of the times he disrespected the canadian flag um he just humps it on in in the ring it's more of a worm he yeah he kind of does the worm on it he's really not yeah, he's, he's a bouncing, bad worm bouncing that pelvis seems like he's yeah got no dick <laughs> like a Ken doll he's hitting it real hard i know it's like yeah. i'm worried about it but he doesn't he he goes very hard in everything that he does that's yeah. kind of the, the through line here so i have a picture of him in like chaps which i thought was funny he he does like western stuff sometimes those pictures we had earlier from from just a few days ago when he talked to the undertaker he was wearing a cowboy hat again mm-hmm. he's got so much stuff going on and yeah. then this is um him versus bret hart uh in the ring you can see bret hart is they dress really similarly during this time um but bret hart has the pink and black and he has the red and black so (laughs) this picture is fucking amazing i only did one picture because it is truly worth a thousand words um so at the 1998 royal rumble sean was hurt in a casket match against peepaw dirt (laughs) he herniated two discs and straight up crushed one uh i'm sorry i always get the gnarliest injuries um you look for it we know the gross stuff we know your secret i really don't even like getting x-rays so it's funny that i (laughs) end up with all these he won but the injury forced his retirement he did some appearances on raw for a few years but he stepped away entirely for a couple years until 2002. um so this is a picture of him at that casket match uh the undertaker is hopping out of the casket as if he's a jack-in-the-box getting ready to punch him straight in the face uh you can see the the butt Uh, he's butt out to the camera in this one but you can see the butt of his pants says heartbreak kid love it it looks like our uh kit kat it does look like Mm -hmm. kit kat font it is kit kat font red and white um and i also like give me a break am i right (laughs) china's off to the side looking and the official is like peeking out from the other side he's like "Ooh, what's happening yeah yeah um so a fun side story uh, Sean married his wife, who is a former WCW Nitro girl named Rebecca, in a Vegas wedding chapel during this time. It was just them and an Elvis impersonator present. Cool. Mm. They're still married. What is WCW Nitro? Mike? Uh, 10 seconds. WCW Nitro is uh, it was like Monday Night Raw, uh. but with a different company. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. only five. Nitro girls are like Laker girls. Yeah, that's why I had a feeling. I wanted to just do the it name anyway. looked sounded really sad. So yeah, yeah her name was Whisper. Whisper. So I chose. No. To, yeah. Yeah. Her name was Whisper. Oh my lord. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Sean returned to Raw in 2002 as a member of NWO, New World Order. Mm-hmm. But then Triple H turned on him, mm-hmm. and they feuded for a while. A lot of stuff happened. Triple H put his head through a car window. <laughs> He also feuded with Chris Jericho, who claimed he was the next Shawn Michaels. Sure. Good old Jericho. Uh, In 2005, Vince McMahon, yep, we're getting to it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Vince McMahon offered Shawn's old buddy, Marty, a contract from the Rockers, a contract if he kissed his ass. Um, Through a bunch of ridiculous events, this led to Shane McMahon forcing Shawn to literally kiss Vince's butt. Did you forget this happened, Mike? There was a period where Vince had a, had the Kiss My Ass Club, so mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels was not the only one to do it. What? Yeah. That is so 
stupid and strange. Uh, and you and like it. <laughs> but I mean, okay. So this is the picture. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, we have to look at like Vince's butt. But I have a picture of him getting forced into kissing his butt. Mm-hmm. Um, this this it's absurd. Um, this is a picture of him fighting Chris Jericho. You can see that they are styled very similarly, very deliberately during this period. So you get why there was uh, some problems. Mm -hmm. And then this is him with Triple H. Triple H having that hair, as we've said before, really weird to see him with hair. But he's wearing straight up jeans in this match. And I picked this one because it was funny to me that he was wearing jeans for one of their one of their matches. Yeah. And a big old Western style belt buckle. That seems dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are real jeans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are not the... Those are not the, the stunt jeans no. we discussed last not time. Not the jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I love stunt jeans. Yeah. Stunt jeans. Stunt jeans. They stretch with you. So, <laughs> so much that happens. They stretch with your junk. <laughs> Flex in the ring in your stunt jeans. Um, so much stuff happens. I was so hungover researching this this morning that I didn't even know until shortly before recording that one of Sean's tag team partners was God. Okay, guys, I'm going to try. I tried to tell, I tried to practice running through this earlier with my husband so I wouldn't just lose it, but I'm going to lose it. I just died on the table. I, I'm going to show you guys this later and we will definitely put it in the show notes. You, you, you must, you must watch this. This is in 2006. Oh my gosh, that's the year I graduated. That wasn't so long ago. <laughs> so this is so recent. So Vince and Shane McMahon, they're going to do a tag team match against Shawn Michaels. And they're like, who's your tag team partner? And he's like, God. And then it was on Easter Sunday. Oh, no. So, no. The McMahons are in the ring and they're like, where's Shawn's partner? And they're like, it's God. This is like a drunk history episode, you telling us this. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm trying to keep it together so hard. I lo- don't. Um, I love it. <laughs> the arena goes dark and the screen lights up with like a blue sky and clouds and then like church music starts playing and a spotlight comes down in the middle and the spotlight walks to the ring the spotlight <laughs> <laughs> because it's god and vince mcmahon says no no we can't have this music he literally says god you have to get jiggy with it what? And they play no, some upbeat. Yes, and they play they play upbeat music. <laughs> the spotlight moves around. Does the spotlight dance? <laughs> Getting jiggy with it wasn't even a popular song then. <laughs> the spotlight. The spotlight like enters the ring. Twelve years earlier. The spotlight goes around the ring and enters up the stairs. <laughs> the official check God to make sure he's not hiding anything. What? You know, they go over and they like touch him to make sure. I wish I had something to throw. <laughs> like just, uh. So functionally what this became was a two on one. I guess Shawn Michaels. And sometimes they pretended like there was an invisible person around. <laughs> so I have a picture of it. 
And he got Shawn Michaels got beat up in this fight and he bled a little. Was there just like a spotlight like furiously? Well then they had the lights on. So I didn't watch the match, so I don't know where the spotlight (laughs) went. Or where God was, or if you ever tried to tag in God, I'll report back. But it was, I can't believe Mike told me this happened. He's like, this was in 2006. And I was like, surely no. But yes. I'm so surprised that they did it. I would love if they did that with Finn and the demon. Oh my God. And they need to like bring a red spotlight. I would love that. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, so honestly, I couldn't think of a better way to like end the recap of his career. And he um, officially retired in 2010. He said his son was growing up really fast and he wanted to be there. Um, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2011, and so many people say he's like the greatest in-ring performer. Hold on, possibly of all time. <laughs> I'm sorry, finish them, but then I have to say something. Uh, so he continues to make occasional appearances as a non-wrestler, though he frequently interferes in matches when he shows up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, there's a rumor that he's going to come back and wrestle Peapod Dirt one more time, uh-huh. along with, <laughs> along with some God. other people. I don't know if he'll bring God. I think God was only in there for that one match. Um, but I have just a couple pictures. I had the picture again that we saw earlier of him talking to The Undertaker this week. Uh-huh. He looks like and Tim McGraw. He does. And then this is him He was when he was inducted into the WWE Hall of fame people were like doing the pose with him and stuff uh-huh. and yeah people really respect him as a performer oh my gosh uh the yeah. guy who wrestled with god quit wrestling because his son was growing up too fast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listen sean michaels is born again when was he born again after he wrestled with god before yeah. he's oh that's yeah. so fuck that's not that's like I, that's idolatrous. How the fuck do you, do you think pronounce he that? Whisper got him to <laughs> whisper got him to convert. Actually, I think she did. She did. Yeah, I think they're like a like a Christian family, and he's like very involved in his church and stuff. And I didn't investigate too much into his yeah. personal life because his wrestling career. Yeah, you had is so, so much. nuts. Yeah, this, and I, this is like barely scratching the surface. I want to summarize. Um, this man <laughs> married a woman named Whisper and became born again wrestled god yep and then left because or no i'm sorry tag teamed with god god uh-huh. was on his fucking side because god picks sides and he said his son was growing up fast and he left and also once he made vince mcmahon get his ass kicked by his old partner yeah what the fuck and then kissed kissed his butt kissed it's his just butt. like mm-hmm. it's just sketch comedy <laughs> yeah it is. it is it's so but that was like what what i said i wanted is i was like i want to see yeah. someone who's like a huge character and genuinely i feel like the bar is set because this is the oh craziest shit i've ever read. i have to see this god thing we're so. gonna watch it immediately after we finish up this episode oh here we go oh and then i forgot mike tossed in another treat careless for us. whispers hair uh, sean michaels did play girl in 1996 cool oh no dick uh, so these pictures are pretty tame. So here's Shawn Michaels' butt, Mike yeah. said, and then threw in a picture of his actual yeah. butt. He's got a tan line. Yeah, those look like he was in the hotel, like on tour, and they were just like, "Sure, <laughs> come on into the Holiday Inn." Oh yeah, and he's just—it's like him in a bed, like yep. with his hands behind his head. He's very hairy, which I appreciate. I'm not always into the very like waxed. It depends on yeah. the person. I agree. I mm-hmm. do not find him attractive at all, though. There is—I don't either. Not a single part of me that is titillated by this. No, <laughs> no. His butt's nice though, and I am entertained nice that he's yeah. he's climbing the ladder and it someone pantsed him as he was climbing a ladder. It's pretty funny. It's very funny. I, I wish know. more people got pants. I know pants. 
Dan. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Ladder matches should just end with pantsing. Ooh, whoever gets pants first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Instead of shaving hair, kicking. just pantsing. That's the new oh. dick kicking. Is yeah. Get everyone getting pantsed. Oh, I would yeah. love it. Show yeah. me some butts. Show me some also, butts, Also, butts are baby. funny. Butts are funny. Butts are great. Butts are always funny. Um, This is also, he's doing like a real funny pose with the towel on this one where he's like, eh. He's like kind of cocked off he's to the side. He's doing the same one that Becky he's did. He's also really, really holding it on tight. Yep. To be yeah. fair, he's like really like, all right, my dick's not in this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's nervous he's for nervous. sure. I don't want it in there. Yep. Wow. <laughs> oh. Okay, Mike got us good. Yeah, he did. Uh, the final thought slide is uh, Sean with um, the belt over his junk. Yeah. Yeah, and a classic, oh, you know what? This is a nod to uh, who just died? Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. This oh. is a Burt Reynolds nod. Mm-hmm. Oh. This is the classic Burt Reynolds yeah, it is. portrait. Yep. Oh, wow. It's been a real, this was a week, guys. This I really was, spiked oh. the, the audio on this a million times, and I'm yep. so sorry, Mike. Thank you for your work. I just, I wish y'all could see all of us right now because we're like sweaty and just mm-hmm. like tired from laughing about God and everything else. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Put it on my Tuesday. Tired and laughing about God. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um, man, what a time. Uh, so you can find us on social media. I don't know how to even transition. We don't have to. Um, but we are on social media at KFAB, K-A-Y-F-A-B podcast. You can see the looks we're talking about on Instagram. We're going to post some of our favorites. And then if you want to recommend a wrestler for us to review on Twitter, please tweet at us. Yep. Um, and yeah, if you like this, please rate, review, subscribe, all that shit, and tell people about it. We're trying to, you know kick it up a notch we're having a good time with we're it. having mm-hmm. the best fucking time yeah um yeah thank so, you so much thanks so much god bless god bless <laughs>